y'all heard? Hi, Marissa. Hi, how are you? Just overwhelmed. By work or life? Work. Always work. Uh-oh. Okay. Um, I mean, we generally resign ourselves to having not the strongest episode today, right? Because yeah, 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 yeah. I've had more real work in the past two weeks than I have since I started this job, so I understand. So whatever you bring to the table, no judgment, and hopefully vice versa. All right. Okay. One, two, three. Hey, everybody. everybody. This is y'all heard. heard. I almost had a question. Wait, what? Wait, this is y'all heard. A podcast where me, Marissa Phillips. And me, Pete Phillips. Are not related. And we, each week, we we try to, like, like, Dig into the dirt of your brain and like try to remove some weeds and replace them with, um, beautiful bulbs of knowledge that will grow into fruitful, beautiful flowers. But sometimes you're not as beautiful as we hope. In other words, we tell you things you didn't know you needed to know. Thank you for hey. reminding me of this topic. <laughs> yeah. I. Yeah, if I don't even know words. I don't even know where I am. Pete, would you like to tell me how you are or just tell me any random thing from your past week or so? I'm doing okay. Uh, podcast recording has been stressful. <laughs> but other than that. Yeah. Uh, scheduling He's everything. He's not in his apartment. Let's just let that be known. Yeah. And guys, I'm sorry we haven't had a party yet. We're not always where we need to be. We will continue. Um. Scheduling stuff with anybody sucks. I know. But, yeah, so um, I'm still hanging out in New Jersey, and uh, it's been going pretty well. There's been a lot of stuff I've been able to accomplish. There's a lot of birds in the yard. <laughs> I don't know. Other yard stuff. But, like, being that, and Marissa, maybe you feel the same, being that I live in an apartment, with all the Corona business, I was like, I can't really go, I can go out on my porch, but that's not really outside. It's kind yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. So it's been nice to just go outside some nights and sit and watch birds fight each other for bird seed and yeah. Interesting. Okay. I've also been um, in charge of making all the food. Guys, I'm at my mom's house and my mom has gone, yeah, you're just a better cook than me. So you're going to cook all the food. I like that. I like that. <laughs> Um. <clears throat> oh, okay. So, as I've been very open with on the podcast, uh, I suffer from very bad anxiety. Um. However, the average person in my life doesn't really know it. I kind of like, I seem like a like a kind of spastic person, but the way people see me, they don't really realize why I act the way I act. They just think that I'm quirky. And I normally try to keep it under wraps. I would say maybe, maybe Pete's one of the few people that I don't care. I'll like, I'll like let it all be wild and free. But generally in front of my parents and my boyfriend, like I try to be pretty hard together. Uh, but once in a while, you know, since I can't control my surroundings, uh, there will be a situation where I can't keep it under wraps. And I would say just, just a tiny glimpse my boyfriend got this weekend because he went to King of Prussia Mall, which is a big mall. 
And he knows I'm very nervous about coronavirus, so he doesn't push me to do anything that's out of my comfort zone. No, it's big, and if a certain store has, you know, a bad situation going on, we'll stay out of that store. Uh, I didn't realize we went the opening weekend. If I would have known, I would have never went. Uh, I do not ever want to be the first person when a place opens in the midst of coronavirus. So we went, and honestly, I felt very comfortable for a very long time. Um, almost every single person had masks. I think I saw, like, two people who didn't have masks at first. And I was like, wow, those people suck. But um, I was like, this is great. Like, I feel so happy. Um, a lot of stores had lines. You know, like, you had a min- – there was a maximum amount of people in certain stores. Uh, before you went to a lot of stores, they had hand sanitizer, stuff like that. Then, surely an hour and a half, the mall was getting ready to close. And I don't know what happened, whether, like, this mass amount of people who were at the mall – just entered, whether I was on a different part of the mall than them all this time, or just everyone was like, this mall's about to close, let's just fucking be wildin'. Anyway, all of a sudden it went from me seeing, like, a couple of people here and there doing a mask, to there being hordes of families just totally unmasked, and then a whole bunch of people with masks, with them down, all in an indoor space. And the thing is, There were protocols in individual stores, but there was no one, like, overlooking the entire mall, like, outside of the stores. So, like, suddenly there was, like, masses of people that are masks. And also, I reached my breaking point when a man without a mask, I was already about to be in the opposite direction of a group of people without masks. Then a man who, for some reason, wanted to run, walk faster than those other people, Pushed through the people without masks. He had no mask. Then pushed by me and literally bumped into me and he had no mask. And then we had to leave because I couldn't keep myself under control. Uh, I didn't like have a nervous breakdown, but I couldn't stop verbalizing how upset I was to a point where it was no longer productive. I just couldn't stop verbalizing every single thought in my mind. And I started hating everyone. And I just got so full of rage. And I was like, we gotta, we gotta go. We gotta go. What are these people? Who are these people? And it's an anticlimactic story. But I just wanted, I was just proud of myself that I managed to limit it to just me obsessively verbalizing my thoughts. <laughs> As opposed to me either becoming wildly confrontational against people, which very easily could have happened or me just becoming incapable of functioning like a normal person mm-hmm. and like my boyfriend learning the limits of where this goes in a public place. So yeah, um, I'm going to do my research before I go anywhere public again, where a lot of my people might be. Um, I don't know how I'm going to make it through the rest of this year, Pete. I'll tell you right now. If I get in another situation like that, I don't know how we make it to this year. I can handle a handful of people without masks, but I cannot handle like a hundred people in a, in an enclosed space without a mask, without like getting getting wild myself, getting wild. And you might be like, "Ha that's funny, Marissa." No, you don't know me. If you think that is an exaggeration, 
for the sake of laughs. Anyway. Yeah, I was just going to say, people people are out, and it's kind of weird. And I keep seeing things on the news where they're like, oh, yeah, man. Like, I work at this bar, and, like, nobody has a mask on. And it's like, I don't get it. Like, just put up a sign. <laughs> or don't, I don't get it either. I don't understand. But also, I don't know how you have fun at a bar if you have a mask on. So, <laughs> Well... Yeah, I don't know. Philly was supposed to enter green maybe this Friday. I, I don't know. Last Friday? I don't know. But whatever it is, Philly might not be able to enter green because everyone sucks again. Uh, and then I saw a memo that said Philly is now saying instead of just wear a mask indoors, wear a mask indoors or outdoors anywhere where you might be closer than six feet apart. Why are, why are we such pussies? Why can't you just say masks are mandatory? Why? Also, there was a notice that said this will not be enforced by the city. This is up to community enforcement. What does that mean? That I need to yell at old ladies and like families? Yeah. That's how this I take this is the city of Philadelphia going, oh, you want us to get rid of cops? All right, fine. You enforce yeah, this. That's how I took that. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. But all I mean is if that's what it means, oh, I'll make it what it means. <laughs> And again, some people laugh when I say things like that. No, you push me to the limit. Some people come out of my mouth that I don't even know. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I don't know, man. That's all I'm going to say. I don't know, man. Also, all y'all governing boards who are too pussy to say, yeah, I know, people don't like that phrase, whatever, who are too pussy to say master mandatory, Go eat my ass. Because saying, mm, you should wear a mask ain't gonna do shit. Have it be mandatory. I'm not saying make the cops arrest them, cause we know we don't wanna fuck with that right now. But I'm saying make it be mandatory. Don't let people in your business without a mask. You're not gonna lose that much business. Believe me, there are more people who want masks than who do not want masks. If you are a business that is not enforcing it, you a pussy too. Okay? All y'all who don't enforce it is pussy. So, that's my. <laughs> PSA. What? Icebreaker. Icebreaker time. Okay, icebreaker time. I'm sorry. Um, this is one of those icebreakers, rare icebreakers, where I don't have my answer yet. And if you don't have an answer either, I'll make up another one. Um, but basically, I almost choked today, and I was imagining having to leave my boyfriend's apartment and ask his neighbors who had never met me <laughs> to give me the Heimlich if I was going to die. Uh, also, today my cousin messaged me to say she had a tick on her back, but her husband wasn't there. So should she ask her neighbor to take off the tick? Uh, so, Pete, has there ever been a really weird or awkward thing you've had to ask a neighbor to do for you? Or a neighbor or a stranger? No. The only thing I can think of that's kind of like a related story mm-hmm. is, um, look, if you're an industrious person and you can laugh at this, okay, that's fine. You just laugh and have a good time. But I was like, I'm going to clean the knobs on my bathroom sink. Uh-huh. Step one, pop the cap off. Step two, unscrew it. 
Step three, water shoots like a motherfucker out of the out of the Oh game. wow. And it was cold water shooting out at a high rate of speed. I didn't know what to do. I kept, you know, like a movie, putting my hands over. <laughs> I didn't know that there was a valve underneath that I could just turn the water off. Oh, man, I wouldn't know that either. Um, But I screamed so much. <laughs> that somebody came? No, nobody came. <laughs> oh, wow, okay. I screamed so much, and I was like, Help! Help! Oh, man. How do I stop this? I don't know what to do! <laughs> and, um, yeah, nobody came at all. So I was like, cool, I'm glad this wasn't a real emergency. Okay, that's a shame. Yeah. That's a real shame. You know, the only other thing is that one time uh when I was a kid, I was riding a bike and I hit a thing and I flew off the front of it. Uh-huh. And scraped up my whole face. Okay. <laughs> on a sidewalk. So, I, like, I didn't ask the guy to carry me home to my mom, <laughs> but he did. That was nice. <laughs> okay. Okay. That counts. <laughs> I thought I would have thought of something more interesting by now. All I could think of is, uh, I locked myself out of my car once. So I had to ask my neighbors to use their phone. And they did not seem to like me. That was in Wilkes-Barre. Um, I will say, while I did know her, I think it was still early on in our friendship. My one friend in Korea, who lived in the same apartment complex, um, asked me to go to her room at night to kill a giant bug. And I was like, nah, fam. You asked the wrong person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, uh and then I just left and thought to myself, Thank God that's not my apartment. Cause it was a really big bug. <laughs> and, uh, again, this is not a stranger, but a friend of mine, I had a gigantic roach in my apartment, also in Wilkesbury. Different, different apartment. I called my friend who was in the middle of a movie to kill the roach. He's like, my movie just started. And I was like, that's fine. I can wait. Come kill this roach after your movie. So I waited two hours for him to come kill a roach. And I, I sat up on my couch vigilant until then. Anyway, so Pete, do you want to start? Or you want me to start? Oh, guys, uh, I should, maybe we should have said this right up top. So you could have just turned us off if you were like, no, thank you. Uh, what's going on lately? I know, we keep saying that a lot's going on for you too, or else you're thinking a lot's not going on, coronavirus. Uh, I've had more work than normal, uh, and Pete is not at home. We've been having a hard time scheduling and putting a show together. We have something, but I will at least say from my end, it's a very shoddily uh, put together show. Uh, so that said, again, Pete, do you want to start or you want me to start? Um, I can do it. Okay. So, well, Marissa told me her topic, and then I was like, oh, I'm going to do this thing, which, like, I've seen other or heard other podcasts or people talking about brands' responses to Black Lives Matter and things like that. Oh, yeah, I forgot this was your topic. I'm, I hope it's <laughs> and, as great uh, as I'm expecting. Marissa and I were, like, sending stuff back and forth before 
people were talking about stuff and we were kind of just like, what? <laughs> and I yeah. think, um, Oh wait, before you say that, the King of Prussia Mall that I went to to see what the hours were and if it was open, just the mall. It's a fucking mall. They didn't even take a stand of Black Lives Matter, but the mall said, we're very sad about George Floyd's death. And I was like, you know what? I don't need you, King of Prussia. <laughs> this does not seem genuine. <laughs> However, when Bratz does it, people Oh man, notice. yeah. <laughs> I like this. Our hearts break for George George Floyd and the black community. Bratz has always been and always will be about diversity and inclusivity. It is all of our responsibilities to take a stand against racism, and we can't call ourselves inclusive while staying silent about these social injustices right in front of us. If you are neutral in situations of injustice, you have chosen the side of the oppressor, quote attributed to Desmond Tutu. Please sign the Justice Rejoice George Floyd petition in our bio. That is ballsy direct to, I mean, in a good way. I don't mean like what, but also Bratz exists still. (laughs) Well, um, the, (laughs) and, and of course that's great. I'm glad that Bratz takes a stance. Like you said, Marissa, it's very direct. I like it. Yeah. What I also wanted to talk about was the comments on. <laughs> oh no. That's probably rough. <laughs> Maybe stop attacking black creators that your MGA CEO had stolen, uh, from and maybe then I believe this message. <laughs> Wait, what? So. Wait, oh, is, is Bratz, what brand is Bratz? Are they Mattel or? I guess so. It's MGA and I guess that's Mattel. BuzzFeed had an entire article about how important it was. That Bratz did this? That Bratz, as the first toy brand to really come out um, and, you know, make a solid stance on this. Wow. Okay. This is interesting. I, following my Marissa track, was like, oh, let's see what Monster High says. Monster High. Oh, yeah. Please tell me. The, uh, nothing. There's what? nothing out there on Monster High. I will say Monster High seems like they are no, no. defunct at the moment. Right, okay, yeah. So I will give that a pass because I feel like if they weren't, then they would say something. But if we want to get a, more, a little more wholesome, we have the American Girl brand. Oh, they better fucking say something. Our commitment to racial equality. A story is a powerful tool and it can impact knowledge and understanding. It can spark meaningful conversations. It can be a catalyst for change. From the beginning, American Girl has created timeless stories that bridge the past and present. Each demonstrate how strong women and girls can change to blah, blah, blah. As we stand united with the black communities and the fight against systemic racism, it is our responsibility to accelerate our progress in writing stories and creating characters that will serve as role models for today's girls. American Girl is built on the foundation of diversity and inclusion, and we are committed to empowering the next generation of girls who will emerge as leaders who value empathy, equality, and respect. That is much longer than I expected. They went on to say that they would make their entire catalog of stories where this, I guess the main character is a person of color, all three. Uh 
through their website. And, um, and that they would go on to this fall, watch for what it means to be an American girl today, a new series of virtual and in-person discussions that will share diverse perspectives to help foster empathy and understanding. I mean, okay. And I'm sure nobody really wants to watch that, but sure. I'm sorry for that. <laughs> but it's not enough. <laughs> We're going to hashtag play fair and add more diversity to it. This is a comment. And add more hey, diversity. Hey, that's a hashtag? No, no, no. This is somebody who commented on it. Oh, oh. And, and add more diversity to our line that is almost exclusively classic mold dolls with blue eyes. Six days later, yes, six days later, they added another historical character with the classic mold, <laughs> blonde eye hair and blue eyes. Uh, wait, but what? I thought there was at least. There are. Okay. Okay. I um, don't know. Guys, I don't know. A ma- but, like, a majority of people came out, like, with a positive response, but the Marissa was once, yep. believe it or not, an editor? Oh, yeah. I was a production editor. Right. So, like, you have a schedule, and when something happens, like, say you have, uh, like, 10, 20, 30,000 blonde white girls with blue eyes and oh they're packaged yeah. and ready to go and you have your media campaign ready, you can decide to burn it all or you can just keep moving ahead. And they just kept moving ahead and so, yeah, they got kind of got slapped on the uh, wrist by fans for that. Um, make more black dolls instead of talking about it. Things like that. <laughs> yeah, I honestly, I don't so, I mean, I haven't done all my research of American Girl Dolls, but based on just what you're telling me, like, I don't, I'm not up in arms. So, by the way, everybody, this is going to be solely based on toy brands. <laughs> Guys, because I got to say, my favorite toy brands, uh, they're called Calico Critters in U.S. They're called, Sil- I think, Sil- Silvana or Silviana in uh, Japan and overseas. Um, they're fucking animals. They're not people at all. <laughs> they still did a black light, unless you're going to talk about them. Were you going to by any chance? No. Okay. Um, they had a, some sort of black light. I don't remember. You know what I don't remember? And I don't want to pull it up because this is my topic, but like, I won't take up too much time. But either they had a black Lives matter stance, or at least they did do a, you know, Love everyone's stance. And honestly, first of all, as a not human brand, I didn't really see the need for them to take a direct hashtag Black Lives Matter stance. Maybe that's, that's, no one else would agree with that, but I just didn't need them to. I did like their equality stance and they made sure they had a picture of all different color animals. And then people were like, you don't have enough black animals. Then I, in my mind, I was like, first of all, what does that mean? <laughs> because they have plenty of brown and dark brown animals. I don't, like off the top of my head, a black cat and a panther, like I don't, also I don't, I don't know, it just really bothered me how, how much hate I was seeing in the comments for these pure, yeah, they're the yeah. purest, the purest toys I've ever seen in my whole fucking life. And, I, and it's not like they only have white animals. They have all colors. Maybe they don't have like jet black, 
Possibly they don't. You know what? Sure. Maybe you should have one jet, but, but like, <laughs> just really speak of your favorite toy and go back and see what they were saying around, around the time that Black Lives Matter kicked off again. Because it's very interesting. But continue. Perhaps one of those toys is Peppa Pig. Oh my gosh. Oh no, I can't wait to see. Tell Peppa me. Peppa Pig. Put up a black square. Hashtag Blackout Tuesday. Really? That seems weird, though. (laughs) And these comments. Peppa, we love a supportive queen. Love you. OMG, OMG, OMG. Oh, Peppa's a woman? Um, Or, I mean, I guess queen. I don't continue. Sorry, I'm not going to say something that I don't know. Go ahead. Hi, Peppa. Please look at your messages. Fascist politicians in Brazil are misusing images of the drawing Guys. of the Peppa Pig as a political attack. Guys, okay. I've never been happier to have my daughter's playroom filled with tons of Peppa Pig swag. I will no longer complain that it's one of the few shows allowed to be on the TV. Oh, what? I think she means at her house. Oh. A lot of love, a lot of love for Peppa Pig. Um... I thought this one was pretty funny. They were like, uh, isn't her dad a cop? Is it? Guys, I don't know. <laughs> also, of course, of course it is. Cause she's a pig. Get it? Oh. <laughs> I didn't think about that. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, okay. If her dad is a cop, unless just shut up. <laughs> Marissa, do you know anything about PJ Masks? PJ Masks? What does that mean? That I, I the, me too. So like at Christmas time, we were buying toys for kids and uh like for charity. And the only thing like we kept running into these toys called PJ Masks. I'm we looking them up right now. Um, what this is? Oh, I've seen that. I just didn't know that's what it was called. Yeah. Yeah. So they also um. You know, took a stance and they put a, they actually did the same exact thing as Peppa Pig. They put up the black square, hashtag blackout Tuesday, um, at PJ Masks. Please address the fact that you have three main characters as superheroes and not one of them have brown skin. Please don't jump on the blackout Tuesday bandwagon. Oh, gosh. Shame on you if you are. You are very aware that you have a huge black audience, including my own children who love your show. I can't tell you enough. How much I've personally invested in the PJ Masks brand. I know the characters. I've seen all the shows. I've bought all the things. And it's time. We need a brown-skinned PJ Masks hero character. And please don't stoop to making him or her the villain either. (laughs) Make them yellow, orange, purple. I don't care. But we both know representation matters. If you're really with us, don't simply post a black square. That's the least you can do. For the investment African Americans have made into this brand. Support us fully, and you know how. Oh. Okay. Thanks for your I comment. Don't... Your feedback is much appreciated. We will be introducing new characters soon. Soon. Stay tuned. How? I guess. I don't know how to feel about that. <laughs> like. I no because you've mentioned this before uh on the podcast like you were like um you said something to the effect of 
I'd like to go see a movie where like it's not all black people and all white people and all Asian people. Can I just go to a movie where everybody's whatever they are? <laughs> like, yeah. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I will agree that it does upset me though. I don't see it as much, but it would it would upset me if it was like all white people and the villain was black. But uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, oh, representation does what? It should be noted as well that in looking um, at a couple of things really quick, I I think maybe all the PJ Masks kids are related, which would certainly explain why none of them are black. Yeah, okay. That's the thing. I am not like, no, fuck that. But um, first of all, I would like to see all of PJ Masks, like what they got going before I make a statement. But I will say I don't like when you wedge characters of color if they don't make sense. Make them make sense. Um, I was, I'm sure it's great. I think they should have some people of color. But, yeah, I don't think – if they're all related, no. Don't have the family adopt a black child because that kind of makes it seem weird, too, because that child will always be othered because it's the adopted child. <laughs> but put some ancillary characters that are of color. Also, I don't know, like – is it as meaningful if you made them at it and they weren't going to add it themselves? I don't know. I could see very many aspects of this argument. Um, I don't know. I Did don't you know. say, what about Play-Doh? Oh, please tell me. I mean, I feel like it's easy enough to say blah, blah, blah. We love all colors. All our Play-Doh, no, blah, blah. They just put up the square, Blackout Tuesday. And uh, <laughs> this is, I love this because... There is this weird thing, right, in our culture where we treat brands like people and, like, yeah. uh, brands' Twitters act like people, like, they have thoughts and things like that. Um, so it's Black Square, Blackout Tuesday. This is the end of the Blackout Tuesdays. Um, really, does this make you feel good to do? Because it's not doing anything but giving you oh, a feel-good moment. Next month, most of the hypocrites standing in solidarity will not even remember his name. Remember Rodney King, Trayvon Martin, and without resorting to Google, can you honestly remember who the Ferguson riots were about? And I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Okay. What? <laughs> um, okay, first of all, oh, first of all, before we go on, I just want to make it clear, because I feel like I wasn't clear enough with my last statement. I do not disagree that representation matters. I just mean I want nice content made with thought and different people in it, not necessarily to shoehorn uh, a token person into everything uh, because oftentimes you could tell it's a token. That, that's kind of like what I meant. Uh, I just wanted to clarify that. Uh, but also, uh, I find it fascinating because when Blackout Tuesday happened, I looked at it and I'm like, should I do this? And I was like, I can kind of see that this is like someone started this. I don't know who started this. Uh, I don't like see this really adding to it necessarily. Maybe I'll look bad if I don't do it. But like, I was like, this is just like a trend. Uh, maybe I'll sit back and wait and see if anything good comes out of this trend or something bad comes out of this trend before I act. So if I see this, I'm just so weirded out that, like, these big companies don't see that, too, and aren't like, ooh, this is a weird trend. Uh, why would I jump on this? 
Like, I don't think a corporation needs to jump on a, on a weird trend. I think if they want to contribute to it, sure. But like, I feel like Blackout Tuesday was a trend to show, it's like kind of like, either to show the bare minimum or to show, oops, I don't know what to do. Let me just do this. I kind of thought people paid to be the social media, uh, managers at these company know better. Mm. Right? Like, if I fucking know better, anyway, whatever. A uh, place where things really, um, resonated and positivity came from, no surprise, Power Rangers. Um, they, again, followed suit. Sorry, guys, I thought this was the wrong one, the last one, but it wasn't. Um, so they did Blackout Tuesday as well, um, but people seem to respond positively to that. They also posted for Pride, um, you know, they're different colors, so they put them in up there. Um, Power Rangers? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And the Power Rangers, like, I don't, I don't understand why, but this is, um, one of the comments that they may say that they support said group, but let's be real. Unless it's in the comics, none of said community will be represented in the show unless it gets to a more mature network, which is highly unlikely as Power Rangers is meant for kids and preteens. What are you talking about? Like other companies is just PR stuff. Uh, unless Power Rangers has changed. Okay, despite the fact that the black guy was unfortunately in the black suit and the Asian person was Unfortunately, of the yellow suit. Yeah. That aside, Power Rangers was—I mean, not the most diverse in the world. But like, when you say representation matters, I was very happy to see an Asian and a black person from the original season and onward. So, don't know what the fuck they're talking about. I never found Power Rangers particularly problematic. Like I said, besides that unfortunate move, which they fix by the next season. Okay, so we kind of got through that stuff. And I just kind of wanted to end. This is really quick. Monopoly put up a black square. Um, and people just commented about how Monopoly has no right, basically, to be putting up anything. Because it all comes back to money. And that's all you're just, like, the, the object of the game in Monopoly. Yeah, but it's not a game for white people. Right, but like they were like, this is bad for everybody. <laughs> like, oh. there was, Monopoly is shit okay. for everybody. Okay, fair, fair. Um, um uh, you may or may not know. have heard, but Lego pledges four million dollars to fight racism, halts ads for their police and White House themes. To- wow! <laughs> wow! Yeah. Uh, I also heard some shit about Paw Patrol. Do you have any info about that? Yes, yes. I was going to end on Paw Patrol. Paw Patrol is in peril because... <laughs> Mercy, do you know anything about Paw Patrol? I was aware it existed. I knew it was dogs. I could be wrong. This is just me guessing. I thought it was dogs in, like, civil servant roles, like like ambulance and, and The show, which is one for six and- seasons, um, follows a team of six adorable puppies who work to uh, save their city from various disasters. Each dog is outfitted like various professionals, ranging from okay. a firefighter to a handyman to one of the most prominent and popular members of the team, a German shepherd named Chase, 
who's a police dog. Aye. My two-year-old son just turned to me in the middle of Paw Patrol. I was reading the New York Times print edition. (laughs) And said, Daddy, the idea of good cops perpetuated by propaganda like Paw Patrol covers the endless police brutality of this country faces. I'm sorry. Um, Did the guy just say his child said that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How old is his child? I think it was a joke. (laughs) Oh, okay. So... Are they taking it away or changing it? It's like, so like in the same thing, it says everybody who's calling for this is not actually calling for it. They're just making fun of it. But at the same time, it does sort of highlight the whole uh, copaganda thing where, yeah, like um, if you, I don't really know what to do with it. Cause like I, I, with, with, the copaganda angle, I was like, I can't think of many shows where police are hero heroes. Yeah. Like, contemporary shows that I watch are like, no, um, the cop is flawed. They have, uh, you know, whatever, like issues with their own personal demons or, or, you know, like stuff comes up in them. I don't, I don't, I don't know. But well, you know how you fix this. Instead of changing it, you do a, which I don't feel like is happening as much anymore. You do what was, I feel like happened very often in my childhood. You do a very special episode of Paw Patrol where the German Shepherd is with another cop who is using excessive force on a darker animal and the German Shepherd is morally conflicted and he eventually steps in and he confronts the problematic nature of being a cop. <laughs> and then he talks about how cops need to do better. And that's how you fix it. <laughs> Not how you fix the problems, but how you fix it in the show. Because I don't think, I mean, cops still exist. Me personally, I mean, this might be, I, I, I just, the way I just said, like, I don't want to see token people just shoehorned into shows. I just want shows to do better. And find a natural way to fix it, like a natural way to, to integrate people of color and things like that, be thoughtful in it. I don't think you just sweep it under the rug that there's a cop in your show, even if it's a kid's show. I think you you look at what's happening and you find a thoughtful way to address that moving forward. That's just me. Maybe that's too easier said than done. But I'm just saying, like, unless we don't have cops, I don't I don't know. This is, is tricky. But is, I don't this is there are more important things to focus on is what I'm saying. Go ahead. Is Carl Winslow from Family Matters, copaganda, because he's a cop who's also, like, a good dad. Yeah, like, that's... That's why the <laughs> cop thing is... I... Yeah, like, I wouldn't want to undo that. I don't know, man. Me neither. Tell us I about the Nazis. So, okay. I'm gonna say... This is where the problem comes in. Um... Hopefully this won't bite me in the butt if someone who I work with listens, but I do a lot of my research during work on my work computer. (laughs) I started doing research and then I realized how problematic it was because I don't know how well oversight is on what I do on my work computer. (laughs) And uh, I didn't want to keep typing Nazi (laughs) into my search toolbar and weird things like that. 
So I have a little bit, but I don't go too in-depth. So if anything, I think this is just a touch upon it, and perhaps this will be a larger episode, because it was getting interesting. But, um... Oh, excuse me. Oh, sorry. Okay. So I'm going to briefly touch upon how My Little Pony fans... Well, this is... Uh, have a Nazi issue. And this comes from the Atlantic. The headline is, My Little Pony fans are ready to admit they have a Nazi problem. Sub, subhead, even a niche subculture built around magical cartoon horses is reckoning with racism. Um, apparently, My Little Pony fans have had a Nazi problem for a long time. Uh, if you're not familiar, My Little Pony has a current show, like My Little Pony were, were a thing when I was little, uh, but I guess there's a show now called My Little Pony Friendship is Magic. Uh, it's a cartoon television show about friendship, compassion, and a group of magical horses with names like Twilight Sparkle and Fluttershy, who live in a fantastical land called Equestria. Uh, just like when I was a kid, My Little Pony is definitely marketed towards children, uh, but it has an extremely dedicated adult fan base. Mostly made up of men or bronies, as they've been referred to for nearly a decade. Well, I don't know if he himself is a self-described brony. I don't remember. I do remember that, what is his name? Andrew W.K.? Is that that, that like, yeah. Andrew W.K., I think, did a speech at a brony convention. Um, and uh, most of these bronies are white men. And some of these men are vocal white supremacists. Uh, bronies were born in internet forums in the early 2010s. Um, and they've, they've had levels of notoriety here and there because some people are like, what the fuck? Uh, to each their own. Uh, they hold well-attended fan conventions. I think one of them is called BronyCon or something like that. And they've been the stars of multiple documentaries. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say, I was like, what? When I first like saw this headline, but it makes sense when I learned that, like, the brony fandom, its major, like, kickoff, kickoff, um, like, forum was 4chan, which is the forum of everything horrible, which I will admit, one day if I ever get famous, people will find out I used to be on 4chan. But that was before it was all white supremacists. <laughs> I never went on the really dark boards. I just used to go on the anime boards. Anyway. Um, like there's no dark anime boards. <laughs> true, true. Eventually I had to get off because it was too troubling. Uh, many of My Little Ponies, Ponies? My Little Ponies, uh, adult fans genuinely enjoy My Little Ponies, the show, uh, and the wholesome escapism it provides. The same way I enjoy... The escapism of the Muppets. Um, many of them, uh, okay, so others, uh, however, delight in the irony of their fandom. And, uh, you know, some people are like, ooh, it's edgy to be an adult obsessed with cartoon ponies. If that floats your boat, good for you. I find that clownish. Uh, if you like it in, in earnestness, like, more power to you. But if you're like, oh, yeah. I'm going to be a cool edgy. Oh, yeah. Then I hate you. you. Like that, then we don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, my, my Little Pony fans uh, often 
express their enthusiasm for the show by sharing their cartoon drawings of the main characters and upload them to various image boards. You know, the same way 4chan is an image board. Um, and, uh, or a lot of them, you know, make a fan, fanfic with the main characters. Um, the most popular image board for My Little Pony fans is called, if I'm pronouncing this wrong, my bad. Derpiburu. D-E-R-P, so derp, letter I, B-O-O-R-U. Derpiburu? I don't know. A combination of a character's name and a common term for image boards. I don't know. Derpiburu. Do I sound like an old person? I don't know. Correct me if you know how to pronounce it. I don't care to look it up. Derpiburu hosts millions of My Little Pony artworks. Plenty of which are simple tributes to the magic, friendship, and magical friendship of the show. Uh, but a substantial number of the photos are extremely, extremely jarringly violent. Uh, so the author of the article went as far as to delve into this image board. After reading this, I decided I did not want to delve into the image board, uh, because the author of this article said one of the images they saw depicted a My Little Pony character presiding over three lynchings and one beheading of cartoons drawn to represent various marginalized groups. Uh, Terpiburu even lists racist as a searchable category, and more than 900 pieces of art are tagged as such. I don't know who the hell is the moderator or the moderators, but I find that problematic. Um, for years, the presence of self-described Nazis within the fandom that idolizes uh, this show has just been accepted as something that happens. It's just like something you got to deal with. Uh, the community has kind of sorted itself into two camps. Those who think anything goes, as long as something is funny. So, like, post whatever you want, no matter how heinous, as long as it's funny. Sounds like your average 4chan person. Uh, oh, did I just... Did I just throw shade at 4chan people? Yes, I did. <laughs> I used to be a 4chan person. Um, and those who would rather ignore the toxic elements than admit that everything is not perfect in the realm of My Little Pony fandom. I don't see any need to ignore it because it's not a reflection of the show. Like, I don't, I don't think, because when I read that, I was like, oh my God, is there something weird with the show? No, this is purely the fandom. Uh, but until now, Following a new wave of Black Lives Matter protests in the United States, the fandom is in an all-out civil war, forced to either confront or deny what it's let go on for... Oh, God, <laughs> my, my cadence. Forced to either confront or deny what it's let go on for too long. Uh, the abrupt reckoning has raised an existential question for Internet spaces large and small. If you've gone online to live in a fantasy space, can you avoid taking responsibility when the real world finds its way in? Um, yeah, I definitely think someone should be taking responsibility if they're putting pictures of My Little Pony anim- uh, characters beheading a marginalized group. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I did not want to go to the message board because I don't want my day to be ruined. But... I read a couple more articles which echoed these sentiments, and I did see pictures of men in Nazi regalia holding My Little Pony dolls, like photos, the, the 
these are real men who were proud Nazis. And I also saw very wonderfully drawn uh, fan art pics of My Little Pony characters themselves wearing Nazi regalia. Uh, I also read a piece of an anti-communist My Little Pony fanfic. <laughs> uh, like I said, I did want to delve more, but I wanted to stop typing the word Nazi into my work computer. Mm-hmm. Um, but working on a new blog post. <laughs> yeah, I, I might, I might delve into this later. Um, I was also reading, but then I, I didn't include it because I realized it's not as well known to other people as me. Um, there are a lot of like online communities that were made for little kids. Uh, I think uh, Penguin. What the hell is it called? I don't know. There was some Disney-owned one called like. Penguin Party or something. It definitely was not called Penguin Party. It was something like, oh, Club Penguin. Club Penguin. Oh, um, Club Penguin. It was called Club Penguin. It's, it's closed down now, I can tell. Uh, and when I was in college, there was something called Hobo Hotel. You basically, <laughs> it was like a child's version of Second Life, maybe. Uh, and I had weird friends that were like, let's go on Hobo Hotel. So I would hang out with my friends on what is supposed to be not for like five year olds, but for like I think preteens, uh like a little online community for for them. I wouldn't do heinous things. I would just hang out with my friends. But I will friend. say I think what? But your friends. Yeah, I can't speak for what my friends did. Anyway, I also read that a bunch of people thought it was gonna be fun to uh kind of have this like to kind of like have a raid and have a hotel and everyone like come do some weird Nazi shit all at once in this child community. Um, so I'm just knowing that people like to bring Nazism into everything. If you want to be a Nazi, you're a piece of shit, but, but whatever. But like, do it in your own place. Can you just let people enjoy their lives without you? Can you have your own place separate? So, um, yeah, if you have had a pure, a pure online community ruined by Nazis. Let us know at 570-511. If you participate uh, in such, lose that number. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> oh, excuse me. But, uh, yeah, I just, it just made me sad. Because, like, I don't know. I just, My Little Pony, if it's as pure as it's supposed to be, like, that that's a real bummer. Like, I don't... Like, adults are just getting into weird shit now. Again, I do not fault any adult who watches My Little Pony into adulthood. Shit, I used to watch The the Wubbulous World of Dr. Seuss way too, way longer than anyone probably should have. Uh, But if you're going to then, like, fuck it up and turn it into something fucked up, like, nobody wants you there. And yes... You should. There should be. I don't mean policing with actual police. I mean there should be censorship and policing in these in these forums, um, especially since like fucking for like child content. Um, and anyway, I just thought you should know that the My Little Pony uh, fandom is getting bogged down by Nazism and white supremacy. <laughs> like I said, which I delved in a little bit more. But I play real fast and loose on my work computer. Normally, I would research at home. But now that I work from home, my home computer has to be used as my work computer. (laughs) 
So, yeah. Anyway, I'll think about that next time uh, I start researching. But, yeah, guys, uh, if you, like I said, if you've come across Nazism ruining fandoms, or if you found any particularly, they don't have to be wrong, they don't need to be right, just particularly, like, hmm, uh, brands making their Black Lives Matter statements, uh, share them with us. At 570 pod slide into my DMs, at Riz Vandal, anything. Uh... There's what? What? I was expecting there to be more white <laughs> little ponies. You mean colors of the pony itself? Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, like the real characters? Yeah, like I mean, the Nazis to be all over it. Actually, when I um, I don't know when I used to have dolls, I I had one white little pony. White My Little Pony, but it was a wedding one. I didn't. I don't think there were the norm. I think they were all like rainbow colors or shit. I don't know, man. Yeah, I, don't know. Um, I don't know, man. Kids, kids, shit is getting fucked up. Well put. Plugs. Do you want to give any plugs? I want to plug uh, the Christmas tree shop stores. I fucking love that store, and I haven't been there for, like, six years. I want to plug it because currently they have um, the Lint uh, Chocolate Bunnies uh-huh. from Easter Time. Mm-hmm. They are 90% off. Wow. And they expire at the end of August. So get your ass to a Christmas tree shop. Yeah. Buy a Lint Gold Bunny for, like... 25 cents. <laughs> and then send us a picture. <laughs> um, yeah. Also, those stores are just fucking awesome. Literally, show me a person who doesn't like the fucking Christmas tree stores. Show me. You won't find one. And if you do, take a picture of them and send it to us. <laughs> oh, I wish I could go. I wish I drove. Um... <laughs> What? Why are you laughing? Sounds like I ruined your day completely. I just remember that those exist, and I don't. Yeah. Anyway, I'm gonna like. I bet. I doubt my boyfriend's been to one. I'm gonna like beg him to take me. He's gonna be like, I came here for this. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, uh, I am gonna plug. It didn't come out yet, but if you have Disney Plus and you love beauty. Pete, did you know that there's a new Muppet show being produced for Disney Plus? No. I have Disney Plus now just to see the Muppet show. Granted, I'm not paying for it, but (laughs) what's new? I don't pay for any of my streaming services. (laughs) But I went through all the effort to find someone who would give me their Disney Plus because I fucking love the Muppets, unironically, and with no tinge of white supremacy. (laughs) I like the Muppets. From, like, a classic perspective. Oh, I like them all. Well, you didn't like the, the sitcom? No one did but me. What was the sitcom about? Was that the one where they were putting on? No. I don't know. It was, I... like a, it was, like, shot in the office style. It was, like, kind of, like, mockumentary-like. Oh, yeah. My sister enjoyed that. Oh, so good. Yeah. I like classic Muppets. But you never tried the show. 
They got this one sketch with Gladys Knight. You know that one? Mm. Hilarious. I don't know what happens. I feel like I imagine it, but I could have just made it up in my head. It's like a who's on first. And they're like, who are you? And she's like, I'm Gladys Knight. I'm Gladys Knight, too. (laughs) Who are you? (laughs) That's cute. Uh, Also, I mean, oh, my God. Guys, if you like the Muppets, this is a double plug. If you have not seen Prince sing Starfish and Coffee on Muppets Tonight, holy shit, that was amazing. The day that Prince died, I just watched it on repeat over and over and over again. Because one, it's a beautiful song. And two, it's just beautiful. Just everything. (laughs) And they have a a Muppet that looks like Prince? Like, fuck yeah. Uh, Yeah, so guys, thanks for listening. This episode... Thanks to Pete, mostly. It was not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Um, and, uh... Thanks. You know, whatever, guys. Just stay safe. And wear masks. Yes. And, and we'll uh, get you your, your get-together, okay? We'll get it once Pete's back home and I'm back home. We both move around a lot. I spend half of my time not at home. He also isn't home a lot. Just, guys, whatever. We're getting there. Okay, thanks for listening. Bye.